Gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys, your home to everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, joined by my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, it is Tuesday night as we are recording. We did not record yesterday. Uh, the injury report came in and we were a little under the weather. So we decided, hey, let's give it a day. Let's relax. Come on. It's only Tuesday. So we will be talking about all the games that happened this past weekend as well. We will finish the episode with finishing up with the two uh, Champions League games that happened today. And we will preview the remaining European fixtures uh, as well with uh, the two Champions League games and the uh, few Europa League games left to play. But JD, really quickly, it was a nice weekend. The weather was nice-ish. Did we get on the golf course? Did we? Did we, did we hit some balls? Did did we? Yes. Did I iron hit balls? That's what I want to hear. Yes, irons did hit balls as well as drivers and putters. Uh, on Sunday, I was able to get out and play a full round of eighteen. Didn't play as well as I could have i think my front nine was really good but um back nine started sipping a couple bevies and uh yeah it didn't end well but um either way i had a great time i should have played saturday too it did it ended up not raining which sucked because i i would have played saturday but it's beside the point it was a nice nice relaxing weekend overall um and then of course yesterday monday when we would normally record i was not feeling very good i needed to just kind of lie down all evening and uh yeah so i'm i'm fine now um i think i ate something that made me not feel good on sunday but uh might have been because i didn't really eat much on sunday because I, I woke up and directly went to golf and had like four slim gyms and alcohol until like 5 p.m Bre- um, breakfast the champions i swear to god yeah and, and i didn't eat till like later so uh yeah so that's probably why but i made the joke in the discord but i seriously think we need to have a jd diet section of like what does it take to be the optimal in male nutrition you gotta understand nothing's killed me yet so like i i I, jd you are 20 what 28 27 28 almost 29 Okay, almost 29. JD, that should not be the level of expectation. I haven't died yet. <laughs> JD, technically, if you were an athlete, you're just coming out of your athletic prime. Like, like I haven't they, even hit my prime yet. They are expecting you to go to war and die for this country. That's how, like... What are you that's talking how, about? I, the, the, the draft cutoff age is 26. I beat that two years ago. No way is the United States military draft cut off 26 years old. 26. I I had to look it up. I had to look it up one time because I was kind of curious. I was kind of curious and I was just like, oh, fuck yeah. There, that is a stat that baffles me. I would have assumed it would have been like, yeah, up until like 54. 54? Dude, if you can work, why couldn't you? That's just me. I, I, Excuse me if I'm adding 20 more years of people to eligible, like the edgeability, the eligibility, the edge, the edgeability, the edgeability, the, I was in a band once called the edge of all reason. Go look it up. That music is still somewhere on the internet. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, uh, there was a massive, massive, exciting weekend in the premier league. Um, I want to just be very clear at the beginning of this episode. If I sound like I'm like, uh, for like more than my usual self, that's because the Devils and Rangers are on and my attention span is only so good. So we are, we are, if I burst out in a noise, it's even like, I'll let JD be the decider if it was a good noise or a bad noise. I told Matt before this, just don't focus on it. And he's going to look back at the, as soon as we're done recording and the Devils will have won five to three. So I I got, got Lord knows I need that in my life right now. I, I, if there's any team I need to be good at this moment, it's, it's the devils. I need the devils to just go on and just a legitimate playoff run, but not losing to the Rangers in the first round would be like, that would be fantastic for so many attributes of my life. 
Um, but let's get started. Let's get into it. It was a, a really, really exciting weekend in the Premier League. Uh, some good movement. Uh, I'll be honest with you. There were some massive results that shook up the entire table, both top and bottom. Let's start with one at the top. Aston Villa 3, Newcastle nothing. JD, uh, I did pick Aston Villa. I want to be very clear. I kind of like, I, I had a feeling like something like this might happen, but... Oh my god, Aston Villa played Newcastle off the field. I'm talking, like, I've never seen Newcastle look as weak as they did. And yes, Newcastle had points in this game, but uh, Ollie Watkins might be one of the most informed number nines not named Erling Holland right now in the Premier League. I mean, even, everything he's doing is resulting in something, and he had two goals, and had a third goal called off, called off because of offside by, like, an elbow. Jacob Ramsey, though, getting the goal scoring early in this game. But, uh, JD, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I remember watching this Newcastle team a few weeks ago absolutely dismantle Manchester United. And then I just watched Aston Villa literally do the exact same thing to them. Aston Villa are the scariest team in the Premier League right now. And there's nothing you can tell me otherwise. Like, I would rather tomorrow Manchester United have to go against Arsenal and Man City again than have to go up against Aston Villa. Which, oh, by the way, Man United in the upcoming weeks have to go against Aston Villa. JD, the Premier League needs to be put on watch. Aston Villa is absolutely legit. Yes, I, I agree with everything you said. I think the only thing, and it's not really concerning, it's just... You have to take into perspective, Villa have now played 31 games. Brighton, one point behind them, have only played 29. So I I, I think that's the one thing you have to take into context. Say, I mean, Liverpool have played one less game, and they're only three points behind. So I, it's Villa are on a tear. If they continue winning like they're winning, I, there's no problem. But they slip up in the slightest. Look at Liverpool and Brighton to kind of close that gap. So I... It's it's a lot of games to be played, but I think that game and those games in hand for for teams right below them, you have to look at the table with context. And speaking of the table, let's take a look at that. With this result, Aston Villa jump up to sixth place in the Premier League. JD, when Unai Emery took this team over, they were in seventeenth. Yeah, they're in. They are in sixth. Chelsea keep hiring the wrong guy. I honest to God think if Unai Emery went to Chelsea, we'd all be in trouble. Because, I don't think I don't think anybody could save Chelsea. Well, we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. But with Newcastle's loss, it does open the door to teams like Tottenham and Manchester United either gaining ground or passing them, and we will get into that in a minute. Southampton none. Crystal Palace two. Eze is absolutely the legit deal. Um Glad he's on my fantasy team. And I had I, somebody somebody in our league. Uh, I won't name names because he's probably not listening. But uh, he texted me saying, hey, you should give me Eze because you're kind of out of the running. And I said, fuck off. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I I excuse me in the highly. First of all, it's it in Prem Fantasy, no one's out of it until the season's over. But Exactly. Let me tell you this one and only thing. No way does Eze stay on, um, stay on Crystal Palace. It he can't. He... Unless I mean, we're people at, said that about Zaha for years. But that's so. what I'm saying. Unless we're looking at Wilfred Zaha 2.0, which I just don't think is going to happen. I really just don't think that's going to happen. I I think one of the big boys are going to come in, whether in this league or another league around the world, uh, as a 100%, I think, has to move on. This Crystal Palace team, I don't see Roy Hodgins being the long-term manager, but God, does he have Crystal Palace absolutely flying. Like, JD, they've won their last three games in a row. That is absolutely fantastic for this club because, again, I'm going to look at the table here. You know, now Crystal Palace are nine points out of the drop zone. That is huge at this point of the season. That might... These three wins in a row, again, when, when he took over... When he took over, remember, Chris, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, Crystal Palace were in that relegation battle. Now they're almost realistically not in it anymore. They are actually safe. And you look at the table. We're yeah. going to talk about we're going to talk about Chelsea in a minute. JD, Crystal Palace are three points behind Chelsea. Holy shit! 
it's it's crazy and yeah we'll get to chelsea but yeah. Uh, Chelsea are not safe. They haven't hit that 40-point mark yet. They're technically still in the relegation battle, as Claudio Ranieri would always say. Yeah. Southampton, dead bottom. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I... It's not good. It's not going to get better. Uh, If Southampton were lucky to get, like, three draws to finish the season, I think that would be quite impressive, but... Uh, yeah, I think Southampton, JD, I think we're officially hitting the point where I think we've found our first guaranteed contestant in the uh, the relegation fall. So next game, though, another kind of surprising uh, game. Wolves to Brentford, none. First goal for Diego Costa since his return back to the Premier League. Kind of crazy. 0018, as they like to call him in uh, around the league. But uh, Huang Yi-Chan... Also getting on the goal sheet. I'll be honest with you, JD. This game was a little flat at times. Wolves, very much the more exciting team. Um, Brentford are now starting to concern me because they kind of hit this little bit of a, eh, I don't know. They've gotten two points in their last five games. They've looked kind of, you know, they've looked mid. They've looked mid. They've looked bang average. Like, yeah, they lost their last three games. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They 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 got two draw. They have two points in their last five games. Three straight losses. Brentford were a team that might have been knocking on the door for a, a European spot, but at this point, they dropped to ninth. This this is rough. And then to flip it, Wolves at 34 points are like one more really good, solid win. And they are bat- They are nearing that safety point. JD, this game had interesting calls, interesting choices, but at the end of the day, I think Wolves very much deserve this win. Yeah, I, I think Wolves played the best. I Brentford, you're right. They have been kind of dropping off a little bit, which honestly could be expected. I think no matter what happens, they will look back and look at this as a a, a very good season. I don't think they're worried at all. They're going to finish mid-table, maybe upper mid-table. They Yes, they could have done better, but it's a little concerning because the way Wolves have played this season, you would put money on Brentford. But it, 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 it games like this happen, and Brentford just are on a bad run of form, and that can happen. They just need to figure out what they're doing. They need to finish out this season strong. They have seven games left, and just... just Get a couple of wins, couple of draws, and and you're golden. Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. Brighton two, Chelsea one. It's it not started, even funny anymore. It started well, like it, it, it Gallagher getting the deflected goal in. It started well. Things for Chelsea were looking very, very good. Um, if you're a Chelsea fan who ever shit-talked Keppa, uh, you owe him one of the biggest massive apologies I think you could possibly give someone because there were a few saves he made where, oh my god, I, I don't think some of the best goalies in the world make those saves. And you to, still lost 2-1. To be fair, Welbeck's goal was like the most savable goal yeah, ever. Yeah, no, very true. But the, again, massive talking point... And Sicko. And Sizo. And Sizo. Why did. No, no. Why did I think that they said it and. Like, the, the C. I'm talking about Leo the and C. and Sizo. I, I don't know. But what a hit. JD, I know every single week we talk about goal of the season candidate, but dude from like 40 yards out was like, nah, bro, I got this. And just found the top corner with one of the. Like, if you're used to FIFA 23, he powered shot the shit out of that, and, like, the net almost came off and hit the back of the net so hard. He has posters of Jacob Glesnus in his bedroom. What a hit. (laughs) What a... Like, and for me personally, this, this was... This was such a good representation onto what is Brighton. Brighton is a team that it doesn't matter what the scoreline is. They have the composure to stay in games, and they have the ability to win games. I am so fucking terrified that Man United has to play this team in the um, FA Cup semifinal. I am so fucking terrified. So. Yeah, that's not that's not a gimme game. 
No, no, my God. I think Brighton might be favorite right now. I really, honest to God, do. But quickly, we'll take a look at the updated um, table. Brighton now jump up to seventh. One, like you said, one point behind Aston Villa, but with two games in hand. So Brighton, if they win both games in hand, have the ability to jump to 50, what is it? 52, 55. JD, they would be in fifth place. I just want to be very clear. If Brighton win both their games, they are playing Europa League football next year. And I'll tell you this, the way certain teams above them are playing, it I wouldn't pass it against it. But Chelsea, JD, have officially dropped to 11th. They stay in 11th place. But they are now only three points away from dropping to 12th. JD, it... How far can Chelsea fall? Realistically, not even as a joke, how far can Chelsea fall? I think any team with over 30 points which is below them, which is four other teams, West Ham, Burnmouth, Wolves, Palace, I think all four of those teams have a chance to be ahead of Chelsea come the end of the season. I'm not saying they no. all will. I just think all four of those teams have the opportunity to jump Chelsea. It's it, it's they're gonna fall hard and fast, and I, it's 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 funny to a point, and then it's just kind of sad. Like it's just like you now like expect Chelsea to lose. That's that's also the thing. Like the entire time it was one one. I'm like I absolutely for a fact know. Brighton are going to get a second goal in this game. And and they did. I mean, yeah, it was a Danny Welbeck, like, it, probably the, the softest header you'll ever see hit, but Danny well, that Welbeck... Was the, that was the first goal, and Cizo was the winner. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, the Welbeck goal, yeah, that's my apologies. The 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 Welbeck goal, like, was one of the softest hit, but yeah, the NC said, what, I, dude... I watched the replay of that goal. Like, I watched it live, and then I brought it up on my phone and watched it, like, six more times because I'm just like, dude, the dude's got 99 shot power. He just, like, dude, he pop lock and cocked it. Like, oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, the Chelsea free fall is very much alive, and now the next question is, is how long does Todd Bully give Frank Lampard before he fires Frank Lampard? <laughs> I mean, it's it's an interim job to the end of the season. I don't think, like, it, it, at this point, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like, they're going to bring in somebody over the summer. Fuck all who, who knows that, who that's going to be. But I, it, I I don't see it getting any better. Appar apparently. Very positive conversations have had with Julian Nagelsmann. Cool. For the position. I, I don't think I don't think it matters for next season. Yeah, I, I I'm interested. I'm interested to see what Chelsea do because you know Chelsea are going to go out and spend more money in the upcoming window. Um, also, quick update: uh, Inter Milan have officially announced that they will not be bringing Romelu Lukaku back. So on top I of that, that was announced a while ago. They officially made a public club statement now saying, like, Romelu Lukaku will finish out his loan at Inter Milan and then will leave, confirmed, at the end of the season. So, it is... Maybe he's like, the missing piece at Chelsea. <laughs> I, maybe, yes, but I'm trying to figure out where the hell this dude, you know... Where, where the hell do they find room for Romelu Lukaku amongst all the other forwards they have on this team? Like, I just... That's going to be something for me that I just, I'm going to need, I'm going to need someone to help me out with that because it's going to be, it's going to be a lot. It, you know who, you know what team would love like a big center forward target like that? Shut that up. It, shut up. It's just missing that presence. Shut up. I swear. I, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, the team. I actually don't think, I actually might not mind drama Lukaku back at Man United. I'll be realistic. Like, <laughs> I think like. If he's playing in the right system, and to be fair, I trust anyone under Eric Ten Hag. I really do. Like, not even trying to toot my own horn. If Chelsea offered a deal, like 40 million euros or something like that, bring him back. Sure. He pops off in Syria. Like, like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? Like, if you can get him for the right price, that's it. That's going to be the only thing I'm going to say. If you can get this guy for the right price, why not? Why not? But speaking of 
Romelu Lukaku. Let's talk about one of his former clubs. Everton won Fulham 3. Um, Fulham, cool. I, I, I don't get what Sean Dyche is doing. He has the blueprint for success and chooses not to follow it. This was another game where Everton were way more forward than they needed to be. Fulham started Dan James at striker today, JD. And Dan James is probably a foot and a half shorter than every defender Sean Dyche has. Don't be don't and be yet, hating on the Welsh Messi. Come on. Uh it's the Welsh Sonic, but bring it back now, y'all. If there's anyone who loves Dan James, no one loves Dan James more than I love Dan James. Okay? This man scored on his debut against Chelsea. Which, he wasn't given a proper chance at Manchester United. No, I agree. United. I agree. I agree 100%. I want to be very, very clear. I agree with that. I don't understand why he was let go. I just I, I just don't understand why he was let go. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fathom in my head because for Eric Ten Hag, this seems like a guy he would absolutely love like he's a guy who doesn't stop running he's a guy who's energy off the bench i don't get it i his best highlight for united was almost catching up to salah that one time when salah scored all right let me be very clear his best moment was the day's debut goal against chelsea and like tears down my eyes um but yeah reed wilson and james all getting on the goal sheet for um for Fulham, and I'll, I'll be honest. Like I said, Everton are giving their opponents way too much room, like way, way, way too much room behind the wingbacks. Dude, Fulham were allowed to run rampant in this game. I mean, like... Which is weird, because this this is their first win, or this is their first points in five games, which we we haven't talked about Fulham enough. Yeah, They're yeah, kind of... No. We were talking yeah. about Brentford, Fulham. Yeah. Yikes. Well, isn't it kind of... I, I don't want to say it's kind of funny, but I think it's more like I kind of expected there to eventually be a fallout for Fulham. I expected Fulham to... Event, like, Fulham didn't have the players Brighton has to be able to withstand an entire... Yeah. Excuse me, Premier League season with success. Like, I expected there to be a dip. I really, really did. But for me, it's like I didn't expect it to be this hard. I mean, yes... This is their first win. These are their first points in five games. Like, they've lost their last four before this. So, for Everton, this is massive because we're looking at this picture now. The loss keeps them at 27 points. The only thing that's keeping Everton out of the drop zone right now is that goal differential. It's at minus 22, and and we're going to get into some of the teams moving around it. But Fulham go up to 10th. They leapfrog Chelsea. What what a time to be alive that Fulham are above Chelsea in the Premier League. This is you just with, you, with a four a four goal goal difference better yeah. than Chelsea. So speaking of another game that absolutely shattered both the top and the bottom of the Premier League tables this weekend, Bournemouth three, Tottenham two. JD wild. This, it, there, this league is a circus. There is death. There is taxes, and then there will be Spurs, Spursing. Spursing, yep. Oh my god, this what game. What a bottle job. This game was so much fun to watch. And honestly, not even like, it was like fun to watch along the lines of like, I enjoyed the result, which I very much enjoyed the result. This game was amazing. You know, Tottenham get the early lead, and it was just back and forth from there, but Tottenham getting the Dan Juma goal in the 88th minute, JD, I almost fell to the floor because I was like, shit, Tottenham did it. They came back, they got a point, and now they're going for the win. And lo and behold, Bournemouth get the game winner in the 95th minute. Oh, and, this and is, what? Th- this, yeah. is, this is the history of the Tot- Tottenham. Like, I... I, try, I wait, c- try and pronounce that guy's name. Full name. Um, Full name. Right uh, now. Give me one second. Who scored in the 95th minute? For let, let give it, okay. Um, so it's... <laughs> d- okay, hold on. So, Dango, Ojirata, Ojirata. Ki- where do you get... There's no SH. Oh, my God. Otara. So, Otara. Or Otara. Right. It could be Otara okay. or Otara, but... Yeah. So, um... <laughs> 
What a move. Absolutely put Pierre Emmerich, um, uh, er, uh, P uh, Pierre Hoiberg on absolutely. Emil Hoiberg. My apologies. My apologies. Put him absolutely on fucking skates. And, uh, dude, the bottle job he gave, was. He gave up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't just put yeah. him on skates. Hoiberg just gave up. Yeah. The bottle job was literally. Like, that was the bottle job. So. Uh, I, it's, it's very, oh my God, it was absolutely beautiful. It's exactly what you wanted to see. So that's a high sticking goal. That's not going to count. Um, <laughs> okay, Matt, <laughs> I see where your eyes were. Yeah. Um, there's no way the Rangers just scored on a power play to make it three, nothing, but they're going to go to an official review. So in hockey, you are not allowed to take your stick over the shoulder blades. If it goes over the shoulder blades and you touch the stick, or touch the puck and it goes in, it's considered high sticking. You're not allowed to take your stick that high. My dude had his arm basically like saluting the flag level high. Like the stick is over his head when he hits this puck. And it's now, like I told I told you. Devils are gonna win five to three. So just well, let this goal let this goal count. No, yeah, I'm not letting this go. JD, I'm not letting this it's the <laughs> fucking playoffs, okay? Playoffs? I, what are you talking like, about, playoffs? There's no way this counts. If this counts, the NHL is as rigged as the Premier League. So let's um, let's 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 move on. You'll hear my reaction after we get through this. But uh, final game of Saturday, uh, Manchester City three. Oh, really quickly. So Tottenham losing this game opens the door massively to. Let's see. Hold on. What is it? The no goal you love to see it you love oh to God. see v you love to see var work like that okay i'll never say anything bad about var ever again for the next like 24 hours okay you get a 24 hour pass var um tottenham now losing this game opens the door one it saves newcastle who dropped points earlier in the day so saves them to at least be in top four before the end of the day but it opens the gap for Manchester United to possibly go six points clear and keep that game in hand. So let's move on. Manchester City three, Leicester one. Cool. Who cares? I feel t I do feel terrible for like the Man City listeners who do show up to our episode. Matt, our they, they don't exist. I, I, okay, let me be very clear. If you are a Man City fan, you are very much allowed to. You're exist. a bot. No, That's what not. you are. You're not a real person. You're you're a bot that city paid some random company in some part of the world like ten bucks a head to create an account for. So yeah. You guys played phenomenal again, but it's also Leicester. I also want to be very clear. This was also Leicester. John Stone's getting the early goal. Erling Holland getting a brace. At one point, I really thought there might be the possibility, and now the Rangers went up three nothing. Okay, this game's over. I'm turning this off. Um, yeah, let's. Man City are just a complete unit right now, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit. But this puts the pressure back on Arsenal. Manchester City now go four are only four points away at this point, but. Tottenham still have um, have that extra two games in hand and still have not yet played this weekend. So it is going to be interesting. Now let's jump to, of course, the next game. First game on Sunday, West Ham 2, Arsenal 2. JD is bottling a North London thing because for the second straight week in a row, Arsenal give up a two-goal lead. Oh my god, it is going to be quite the interesting race. City are going to win the league. Right, it's it's plain and simple. Manchester City are going to win the league. The, the This arsenal that we've talked so highly about all season, as we should, as we should have, there's, there's no questioning that, they do not have what it takes to compete with Manchester City at this moment in time. I, it's plain and simple. City have a game in hand. They're going to win that game in hand. And they play Arsenal shortly. And they're going to win that game. So, I... That's it. Yeah, Ars I, Arsenal are the... Arsenal are the, the... They cause their own problems. As good as they can be going forward, they just let teams in sometimes. And that's okay, occasionally. But you can't do it two weeks in a row. At this point in the season, you have to have... All that shit ironed out, and apparently they don't. 
And that's that's what's going to kill their title hopes. Yeah. I, I, and they started off phenomenal. That was the crazy thing, too. They started off absolutely phenomenal. But it, it's, it's finishing games. They can't finish yeah. games. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and they had it. And we're going to talk about some of the key points here. You know, Bakayo Saka missing a penalty. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not here trying to sit down and throw, you know, throw, you know, stones at people or, you know, be like mean or aggressive to anyone. But let me be very, very clear. Like, if Bakayo Saka, who's been considered the golden boy, literally the golden boy, for Arsenal, if his missed penalty is the reason why Arsenal don't win the league, like, that meme will live for infinity. Like, that will go down as the Stevie G slip. Like, that will literally, like, both way in the same weight. Because, I'll be honest with you, like, yes, I think this is the first time all season Arsenal are not that the now, like, ends on favorites to win the Premier League. And... I'll be very, very honest. Very, very honest. Arsenal have been playing terrible football. City have been clinical. I think City, at like you, like I agree. They're going to walk away with this. They're physically going to walk away with this league. They're going to play each other. Arsenal's only hope is you beat City. That's it. Because if you don't, that's it. it it's it's kind of crazy how, you know, you need so much now for Arsenal to... You need City to slip, and I just don't think you will. But really quickly, for West Ham, this was phenomenal. The penalty... The penalty uh, given, uh, I agree. I think it's a penalty. I actually do think it's a penalty, but I think it's a handball by Declan Rice prior to it being a penalty. That's what I also want to just throw out there. Declan Rice not palms the ball, but very much like it is. It is all just right up in there. I I, I have to give it a. I I I can't because I know they checked it. And I know they reviewed, but. Like, I really wish they kind of gave a little bit more, like, of a look to, uh, more of a look to, uh, that handball. But, yeah. And then Jared Bowen getting an absolutely delicious goal. You'll love to see it. Jared Bowen is such a class player. He doesn't get so, talked about enough. Yeah. So. What's Final he still game? doing yeah. on West Ham? That's a very good question. Final game of Sunday. Manchester United 2, Nottingham Forest none. Um, as you, much were, as I- wor- you were worried. Oh, you terrified. Terrified. About your center no, back no, selections. But no, look at that. Harry Maguire no, clean sheet. No, let let me be very clear. Let me be very, very clear. He's he's back. Until he's back. until Delo put that second goal in in the 76th minute, I was uncomfortable as all holy fuck. Because I was waiting for the fall. I was waiting for the collapse. But Matt, I'll be Maguire, honest. Maguire looked like the best center back in the world. Are you kidding me? Uh, um, I do zero also shots be- on zero shots on target, zero also, goals conceded. Yeah, I also want to be very clear. Um, <laughs> never a handball, never a handball against Maguire. Maguire has his arm on the opponent, which you are allowed to do. You can't. Area- call, you can't call that on Harry Maguire. He he yeah. has that kind of pedigree that he he get he does not get called on that. Oh my God! Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's a penalty. His arm is in a more natural place, like where your arm would be. One. So basically, he went up for a header, and he headed it down onto his own arm, but the arm was on an opponent. So it's like, where do you expect his arm to be? Like, that's like kind of the thing that I was like, well, where do you expect his arm to be? So... Well, it's like it's like another call we'll get to after this game. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll be honest. Man United, they played really well. Didn't play great, but played well. Um, again... Anthony scored a, a good tap-in goal and then provided an absolute beautiful assist to Diego Delo. Overall, this was Anthony's game. He had a phenomenal game. Uh, Bruno Fernandes played a- absolutely phenomenal, too. You're going to need these guys to be phenomenal down the stretch. I don't know when we're going to get back... Uh, we're going to get back Marcus Rashford, so it's going to be interesting. So, But for Man United, speaking of the table, Man United now go clear into third. Which, again, we continue to laugh at that goal differential. Like, everyone around us has plus 20, plus 30, plus 40 goal differential. We have nine. Like, we have nine. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Like, like, oh my god. But Man United now go clear into third. One game in hand over Tottenham. So if Man United win their game over, which, funny enough, coming up is going to be Spurs... 
which that's actually going to be interesting. Man United and uh, Newcastle both play Spurs in the upcoming weeks. Man United and Newcastle can literally help each other out by solidifying a top four spot if they both beat Spurs. Like, they both can see each other into a Champions League spot. All I they hope have you to- all draw. I yeah. hope you all draw. No, yeah. no draws. Oh, who knows what will happen. But for Newcastle, unfortunately, this result keeps you on that final relegation spot. So it's going to be interesting. Newcastle. But not Newcastle. I'm sorry, not Newcastle. Um, Nottingham <laughs> Forest. My, my, my apologies. Final game of the weekend, at least in the Premier League, Liverpool 6 leads 1. You'll love to see it. We can all come together and we can all rejoice because we are all trying our very best to get Leeds relegated. So, J.D., take it away. What's the overall feeling? Uh, the feeling is good. Um, it's it's back to the Liverpool of old, where when they're on it, they just can't stop scoring. Just every, every chance they get, it, they're just in. And this is what this team can do. Like, God damn it, we haven't been consistent this season, but holy shit, when we're on run. Leeds, it, it, it's tough because it looked like they gave up. I, damn, I mean, it, 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 even, even after they scored, you know, to get one back, it didn't look convincing. I mean, because it was, it was, you know, it was an awful mistake by Konate. They didn't create that goal. Konate created that goal. And God damn it, if he didn't play really well other than that. So I, it's, it's tough to, to pick out any poor play by Liverpool other than that Konate play. But thank God Liverpool turned around and scored six. Um, the first goal, of course, you know, being reviewed, Trent Alexander-Arnold finally playing in midfield. Not officially, but he he basically played in midfield most of the game. I don't um, remember I, him ever going back. Yeah, I I mean, he, he was playing at right back, but he never actually was in that position. You know what? I'm here for it. Just just actually have him play in that position. I think Klopp looked at this game and was like, yeah, Trent, you know, you get the opportunity. Just, just fucking chill there. Once they were like, Four one up. I uh, he just stayed in the midfield and it was fantastic. His final assist for Darwin Nunez, peach of a ball, and he can only do that from that position. But the first goal for Gakpo, Trent, the ball hit his arm. Nobody's denying that it hit his arm. He was like three feet away from the Leeds player that hit it into him, and he was changing his body, like he was he was turning his body, and that's when it hit his arm. I it's a fifty fifty call. It it, gen, it genuinely is. I, I, I don't know. I, it, it's, it could be considered a handball. I think context has to be used where it's ball to arm rather than arm to ball. And then it's in the buildup of a goal, but how, how far away from the goal it is. I, I, it's a 50, 50 call. And the nice thing is it didn't affect the outcome <laughs> because God damn it. If, if that was the reason, <laughs> if Liverpool won one, nothing. That would uh that would be interesting, but um that was not the case. So I'm I'm excited. Joe Jota getting back on the goal sheet twice with two fantastic goals. Oh, and then this guy that nobody nobody seems to be talking about, Mohamed Salah. There was somebody on this podcast, I won't name names, uh, that earlier in the season was calling for Marcus Rashford to win the Ballon d'Or. Well, guess what, Matt? Salah has the same amount of goals as Rashford this season and Not, three more assists. I just, I, I want to be very clear. And I and love, before you and say no, Rashford's injured, no, Salah's no, only played one more no, game. No, no, not that, not that. I love, I love when people pull up the Premier League compare. Oh, like it's that. great. I love, I yeah, love no. when they added that. It's fantastic. <laughs> they need to do it for all competitions. That's, that's, that's the thing that people don't understand. Marcus Rashford has not Salah's only... Salah's been killed. Salah so, killed it in the Champions League this season. Yes, didn't score half the goals Marcus Rashford so far has in the Europa League, let me be very oh, clear. I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, that makes sense then. Like, excuse I me, the Europa... scored double the amount of goals in, well, in the Europa League. Well, you might have you might have your opportunity to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's, what we're, to, that's what we're shooting so, for. <laughs> so, yeah, let me be... Uh, let me be very clear... Marcus Rashford still 
Oh my god! All the way up here, man. All the way up here. But yeah, all I just all I'm saying, all 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 I'm saying, I'm I'm fucking uh, Huel from Breaking Bad. All if, I'm saying. If Marcus Rashford doesn't get hurt, the Bond Dior is basically in his trophy cabinet. Oh my cabinet. god! <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all I gotta say. Um. But yeah. Uh. Leeds only goal. Uh, uh, a simple consolation at that. Uh, Liverpool will now jump up to eighth in this game. So they've played uh, one more game than Brighton, who are ahead of them, but one less game than Brentford below them. So Liverpool and, need and, a- and Villa and one less than Villa. Yes, that's that's more what I'm looking at. Like yeah. Brighton can do whatever they want. I'm looking at that at, at Villa, where as good as 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 well as they've been playing, Liverpool have a game in hand and are only th- three points behind, and Liverpool have a much better goal difference. So yeah. Let me be uh let me be very, very clear. I would love to see Liverpool in the Europa League conference. I would. Like that would be such a cup they, competition. They would not take that seriously in any way. No. <laughs> they Again. they really wouldn't because because they would just be trying for top four next season. So, so they, they just wouldn't be taking the conference league seriously. Yeah. But Leeds are a few still a few spots up. We need a few more teams, and I get it. I, I made the joke to myself that, hey, if everyone pulls together, we can all get Leeds relegated. Come on, everybody. And then I thought to myself, Man United literally beat a team that would have replaced Leeds outside. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'd am i rather I get it. I'd rather United get top four than uh, Leeds get relegated. Get relegated. We have yeah. that on record now. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather Man United get top four. My apologies. I excuse me, but JD, a, a quick question that's popped up on certain um, dot like podcasts, blogs, and things like along those lines is if Arsenal don't win the league and Man United don't win another trophy, but both teams qualify for top four, who has had the more successful season? Um. It, it's going to be tough because I think Arsenal prioritized the league over everything else overall. And United, I think, took the League Cup more... Not not to say they would have taken it less seriously, but I think, I, I think United took that a lot more seriously than maybe they could have. And that's not to say that it's, you know... It's, I'm not discounting the fact that the, they won a trophy. I'm not doing that. Because Liverpool literally won that trophy last year, and I'm, I was ecstatic. It's, I I think Arsenal, if they lose the league, it's going to be embarrassing. And I think if United finish in third, and that's if, they it might be a conversation. I'm going to be very. It, it could yeah. be. I yeah. will, but I will say Arsenal will will more than likely have you know, ten, over 10 more points than United in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, this is where I'm going to, again, call me, call me a homer, call me whatever you want. Man United are going to be in the semifinal of all three available competitions to them, or they might be, I'm sorry. They might be, they still have to do it with the Europa league, but they've made it almost uh, further than Arsenal in all three competitions. They shared with Arsenal. And they got the exact same prize at the end of the season, which is guaranteed Champions League spot. There's no way an Arsenal fan can tell me that their season's been more successful than mine. Because if an Arsenal fan turns around and goes, well, no, we just wanted to focus on top four. Oh, let me bring back every Arsenal fan's tweet, post, Instagram, whatever the fuck, all over the things. Y'all have been planning your parade for the last month and a half, and it would be ultra funny, ultra super funny if the smug that is Arsenal fandom had to deal with, oh no, you did it again, and now City are going to win. Just going to say that. There's no way if Arsenal don't win the league, God forbid Man United win a second trophy. God forbid Man United win a second trophy. Like, all I'm saying is you're you're being very generous and saying they've only been planning that Premier League trophy or uh, parade for a month and a half. Yeah, you know. Because most of them have been planning that since the World Cup ended. (laughs) But 
let's move on. Uh, we're just going to do some quick cleanup. Uh, the first, le the final legs of uh, a couple Champions League ties happened today, and a few more are going to happen tomorrow. Chelsea lost uh, two nothing to Real Madrid, losing. Why did four they nothing. even play this game? Yeah, losing nothing on four nothing on aggregate. Um, Chelsea have officially been eliminated from Champions League. Uh, shock level, not like. I didn't pay this game not one cent, like not one cent of my time today. Just this game was over before it started, and although Chelsea looked good, Chelsea had moments, and then Real Madrid was like, "Yeah, but we're the thirteen-time Champions League winner, fourteen-time Champions League winner." Like, yeah, no, you you think you look good, you don't look good. No, it, it's annoying that this game was on cable. And Milan Napoli was not like it's it, it's it's kind of annoying. I don't know why they made that decision. I, I I guess because Americans were more likely to be fans of either Chelsea or Real Madrid. But like, pick the more entertaining game because this game fucking sucked. Milan Napoli, that was the game to have watched. Yeah, absolutely. Two missed penalties, or no, excuse me. Two penalties, one made, one missed. And if Napoli had scored that penalty, Oshiman scores that late goal in stoppage time. Whew. What yeah. a finish. Yeah. But let's move on to that. Napoli won, Milan won. Milan winning 2-1 on aggregate, pulling off the massive upset. JD, we, as it sits right now, we'll talk a preview of the rest of the Champions League games coming up that start today as you're listening we could be looking at an all milan champions league semi-final and that is going to be super fun to watch this actually might be i'm milan I, I, might burn yeah I, let me be very clear again and i'm not picking winners but i think man city are going to beat bayern munich so i i wouldn't put it past city to bottle the champions league at oh. any at any aggregate score going into it, I really wouldn't. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I I, I assume City will get the job done, but at the same time, yeah. I would not put it past them to fuck this one up. We could be looking at Manchester City, Real Madrid, Milan, the two Milan clubs in the semifinal. I would have to go back a pretty far time to find a semifinal that good. Like, both of those games are going to be blockbuster. Both of those games are going to be phenomenal. Manchester City versus Real Madrid is going to be absolute cinema. A Milan versus Napoli, I'm sorry, Milan versus Inter is going to just be like, those games, I just, I want to make sure that those games are not on at the same time. Like, that's why I'd be clear. One has to be on a Wednesday. One has to be on they, a Tuesday. Yeah they, yeah, they wouldn't. If there's only two games, yeah, yeah. they'll be on opposite days. Yeah, let, I, I, I need to watch every second of both of those. So those are the upcoming games uh, really quickly in the Europa League. Um, we'll just talk about the one Premier League club. Man United, Sevilla are tied 2-2. Uh, I am not confident. I understand Sevilla are in 13th place or 14th place in La Liga. Um I cannot stress enough how Man United are going to be down so many players either via injury or yellow card accumulation. We are so thin all over the place. I And the thing is, it's like Marcus Rashford might be available, but like, do you risk Marcus Rashford getting hurt in the Europa League if that like it'll kill the rest of the season? Like, I almost wonder if Marcus Rashford not playing might be the smart thing to do because... I just would really like not Marcus Rashford to get hurt in this game and still be available for the FA Cup and for the rest of the Premier League season. Here, here's the here's the problem with this matchup right now. Sevilla are doing terribly in La Liga, so all they have, their only hope to get in Champions League is win the Europa League, a competition that historically is all they do. I I am actually really worried about Manchester United here. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. their fans expect them to win this game. It's not just like a like, oh, it's Manchester United. They're they're doing well this season, so this will be tough. No, no, no. They expect to win this game. And I it's gonna be tough with 
the back line that United have at their disposal. I, I'm, I'm wary to pick a winner here because I don't know. It, I could, I really could see it go either way. Yeah. And then West Ham play up against Ghent. Uh, both are on one-one. Uh, they're both they drew one-one in the first leg. Uh, all to play for in the second leg at home though to West Ham. So, uh, I, I, I'll be honest, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. So, that's everything going on. Quick update on the points. JD got four. I got. I'm sorry. My apologies. I didn't update from the Liverpool game. JD got five. I got five. The fans got six. So we are now at JD is at 135. I am at 139. I'm sorry, one, 140. My apologies. Wait, no. One, two, three, four, five. 139. JD's at 134. I'm at 139. The fans are at one, two, three, four, five, six, 147. JD, I think um, we got to start making some really aggressive picks if we're going to try to catch these guys. So, Well, here, here's the thing. I make the picks as they come up while we're recording. So yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, in my defense. Yeah. I don't so. think about it too much until we talk about it. So. But thank you, everyone, so very much for joining us here at the EPL Boys today. We greatly appreciate all the love and support you guys provide. It is always much appreciated, and we see the growth and the love that you guys provide for us. If you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys for everything up to date here from the EPL Boys camp. As well, if you are not already, please hit subscribe on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on to make sure that you get all the updated news as it comes out. For JD, my name is Matt. Guys, I want you to be safe. I want you to be well. And we will see you guys next time. So.